Hello and welcome to episode number 223 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. We've been off for a while. At first, it was because of the usual scheduling difficulties that we often run into with this podcast where we can't all get together or we can't uh, all get together for a Zoom podcast or together in person to record a podcast. So that was initially what happened, and then we were off for even longer because I personally had some, uh, I guess, personal tragedy. Let's put it that way. I, I you know, and I'm not even going to call it a tragedy necessarily because it was a long time coming. But uh, the short version is that within about a three weeks span before this podcast was recorded, uh, my father, Richard Barton, passed away. Of natural causes, he was 83, and then two weeks after that, uh, my mom's cat, we had to put her down because she had gotten uh, so weak from basically complications, also to old age and natural causes that we decided uh, she was so weak that we brought her in and uh, had to uh, put her down as well. And because that was my cat. For, you know, a number of years while I was still living at home with my parents, I was also essentially also my cat passed. And then a couple weeks, uh, not even a couple weeks, maybe a couple days off after that, I had a pet snake, which, by the way, which, you know, isn't as big as, you know, my father and my cat that I essentially, you know, grew up, not grew up with, but spent many years with living with uh it's not as big of a loss but you know within you know just a couple days after having to put the cat to sleep the 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 cat the the snake passed so it was all of that within the span of maybe two or three weeks and then you know the my actual the way i make a living uh my business uh a a client of mine moved out uh, is moving out of the city i'm very very happy for her but that you know, it was a big financial hit for me. So, because, you know, we record this podcast for free and we don't really have any sponsors yet. We tried to have some sponsors, but uh, they never got back to us. Cough, cough, loot crate. But, uh, yeah, and it, it was, I can't even remember the one or two others uh, that, we, that I reached out to. S- we might have some more things having to do with that uh, with our videos, which, again, we didn't record the audio podcast for, like, three weeks, almost a month. And, uh, obviously, the video reviews that I was supposed to put up last week didn't happen because I just didn't feel up to it. I was miserable, and it's been coming in and out. Uh, It really hit me pretty bad. Uh, This is Monday that this is probably going to be going up this podcast Monday or Tuesday, so we're even two days late on when we when I normally post, which is Sunday nights, which usually means the podcast goes live essentially Monday morning. I'm I'm this might be even two days late after that because it's just it's been up and down rough. I just haven't wanted to record honestly this intro, uh, so I haven't done that. And I haven't done the video reviews that uh, I was going to review some gear for our science outdoor and uh, nature section of the website. That is still going to happen. It's just I I just couldn't. I I didn't have the mental or emotional energy to be reviewing gear 
for a video and then editing the video and then posting it on YouTube. So that will eventually go up. Uh, apologies to the two companies that I said I was going to do reviews for, and I still haven't gotten around to it. But if you actually listen to this podcast, which I doubt either of those companies do, because we don't really talk about outdoor stuff on the, this podcast, because this is more nerd pop culture related, uh, then that now you know the reason why I might do an intro to when I, I finally do do those gear review videos, uh, that gear review video, I will maybe do a little preamble to say, hey, this is why it took so darn long. Uh, because uh, I had <laughs> a bunch of horrible things <laughs> happen in my personal life. So there is that. Um, that is basically why the podcast is so late. Uh, because of that, we're covering a lot of stuff in this podcast. This is a long podcast. This is an overly long intro, but I just wanted to let you guys know that's why for the uh, apparently there are a couple hundred of you who are who subscribe to the RSS feed. I've n- I haven't heard from any of you, but thank you for listening uh, to the podcast. Uh, you guys are amazing, whoever you are. I don't know who you are, but uh, as always, if you like this podcast, uh, if you have any thoughts, at NerdProQuo on Twitter, NerdProQuo at gmail.com. The one thing you might notice, uh, we're gonna be, you might have noticed when we post the podcast on like Twitter and social media, the website, the Squarespace website has changed. That is probably gonna be, it's my personal site. That is probably gonna be where it is, where the most RSS feed subscribers are. Nerdproquo.com is, I'm gonna have to figure that out. That has to be converted actually now to the website for my business. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff that went down uh, to the actual business of what I do for a living, which is uh, dogs, dog walking, pet sitting, pet care, all of that. I did. I have to. I've had to do a lot of work on that. I still have a lot to work on that, which means that what was once NerdProQuo.com, which I don't even think I own the. The uh, I gotta change uh, the hover uh, info too, which means I have to go find what my hover info is for that because now the nerdproquo.com is going to redirect to J Martin Pitcare dot uh, which is going to be the website for the uh, for my actual business. So if you happen to check nerdproquo.com, if you're like googling us uh, based on our our Twitter account or our email. You will be redirected to a pet care website. If you leave in it, but if you live in the New York City area and you, you need your dog walked, uh, uh, go ahead and reach out to us, uh, jmartinpetcare@gmail.com. I've never really promoted that on this podcast because it's a completely separate business. But uh, yeah, uh, that is what is going to happen. But in the meantime, at Nerproco on Twitter is still active. Uh, Nerproco at gmail.com is still our email address. You can still reach out to us and tweet at us and let us know you're listening. Leave a review on iTunes. I signed up for Podbean so that maybe, but it has. I don't think I did that quite right because it hasn't updated to our latest episode. So we are still just on Apple uh, Podcasts. I am working on that. Even more to tell you in this overly, overly, overly long intro, Probably next week, maybe the week after that, I will be a guest on another podcast. Uh, I, unfortunately, I'm going to be the guest. I will be probably promoting that on Twitter, at nerdproco.com, and on my personal Twitter. 
I don't have the name of the podcast, unfortunately, because this is a, uh, there are some old friends of mine who I haven't talked to in a while. I won't get into the story. It's it's not important, but uh, I am going to get being a guest on their podcast, so you will be hearing more about that uh, in the coming weeks, probably also next week. Uh, so one of the regrets that I had with my father was that I never really got to record a full podcast episode with him before his mind started to go and he didn't remember things. But my father told great stories. He had a great radio voice. So what is very, very, very likely going to happen next week is instead of our regular podcast, I have some old recordings I did before I had all this podcast equipment. So the audio quality is going to be not great on those. And there are a bunch of stories that he told of his early childhood that are going to be stitched together. That is going to be the episode next week. Uh, it is, I mean, we have episode number 50 that I, I think it's number 50 that I did with my mom. So I have that. But one of the big things, one of my big regrets with my dad is that I never got to do an entire podcast episode with him. So probably about an hour next week. Uh, I think it's a little bit less than an hour of material. You're going to hear my dad tell crazy Stephen King-esque, uh, not without all the horror and supernatural stuff, but like weird, you know, create uh, crazy tales from like his early childhood and his time in the army. So that is what is going to go up next week. And yeah, in the meantime, we cover, Eve and I got together, we cover so much in this episode because so many things dropped in the interim. Shang-Chi dropped. Why the Last Man dropped. We had talk a lot about that. Uh, what If. We have a bunch of episodes that we missed. Uh, there's going to be some more What If on the next uh, podcast that I'm going to be a guest on. That is with Eliel Lucero, who was once a guest on this show. So, yeah, all of that is coming. Uh, things are picking back up, but I just wanted to record this now almost this 10-minute intro to let you guys all know about what has happened and you know, share with everyone and let you know what's coming up and why there is, you know, there is 10 minutes of intro before we get to an almost two hour, maybe over two hour podcast. Uh, so, yeah, episode number 223 of the Pro Quote Podcast. Stay nerdy, y'all. Mr. Herman. There we go. Mr. Herman. Sorry, I had it. I had it in the wrong uh, uh, outlet. Now we're good. Happy Friday. Yeah. How's it going? I'm all right. Uh, good. I I feel like I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much I whether I'll share this in the intro, but we might as well get it out of the way now. Uh, we haven't seen each other for a while. Yeah. Uh, basically, because most of the end of last month and the beginning of this month sucked really hard <laughs> for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh. And I didn't really feel like doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I I won't get into why, but but I'll just leave it at that. It was it yeah. was shitty. <laughs> um, but uh, where do we? I mean, there's so much Let's that we got to start out with this because you just played a clip of the new Hawkeye trailer. Yes. I haven't seen it because I am not a Hawkeye fan. Uh, well, I'm generally not a fan of the character in the comics. Nor have did I care about him in the MCU. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I just saw it, and I kind of 
dug it. Yeah. Really. I felt, I mean, granted, it's Christmas time, the setting of the show. It just gave me some diehard vibes. You know, loser in the wrong place at the wrong time um, from what I gather from all of this. And he's like tied up into something that is, that is, he's in way over his head. Yes. And I I dig it. You know, this seems pretty cool. So a couple of things about that. Uh, One of the reasons why, so I was excited for the series. I was, so I've talked about how I like, Hawkeye, but I will say I will clarify by saying that I like a very specific version of Hawkeye, and that is the Hawkeye from the Matt That's Fraction right. David Asha run of Hawkeye, and it looks from this preview that I mean he still has his family, but they are essentially moving them out of primary focus yeah. for this show. It looks from everything in that preview they are doing. A, as much as they can, given the way they have established him in the MCU, they are doing that run for the series. And you're happy with that? Yes. Uh, it's now, got. Re, uh, remind me, what's so special about that series? That uh, makes him, it is makes it more compelling for TV. It is Hawkeye for the most part completely divorced from for the most part. Uh, there's some things that are in that run that they can't do in the show because some of those characters don't are either <laughs> dead uh, in the MCU no. or just don't exist in the MCU yet. So you know, he in that show he is he has taken over running a a brownstone in Bedsty. I don't think they're gonna do that. They might put him in in that building for the run of this show as like maybe oh this is where he's staying but i noticed that the uh, what they call what he calls the the tracksuit draculas who are like these like eastern european mob dudes those are the villains for the most part in that run of the hawkeye comic book series and it's very obvious that's who are are that like they're wearing the red and black jumpsuits so it's like those are those guys so they're just regular people yeah, okay. they're mobsters. They're like okay. they're like high, le- you know. Uh, essentially, essentially, they're like the Russian mob, but I don't think they're actually Russian. They're so like, it seems like he's very grounded. It's yes, nothing it's like very major, grounded. Nothing unnecessarily large like Black Widow. No, no, no. it looks and it looks like they are they're playing it that the the people who are coming after him are people who he crossed when he was Ronin. Yeah. During you know that couple of years, Endgame and Finn New War. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, also, uh, they're introducing Kate Bishop. Uh, I lo- I did not. Wait, I didn't. I'm not familiar. I always assumed that Kate Bishop was like a child of his. I'm assuming. No, no, not. no, no, no. Uh, She's just like some, like a a Tim Drake character who yes. is a fan of his. Well, and adopted well, in his the mantle. comic books, uh, while. He's off being Ronin and like secretly running the Avengers. There's also a team called the Young Avengers, and Kate Bishop is Hawkeye in the Young Avengers. They don't, re- they haven't, they don't have all that, obviously. So he trains her, or what is? It? No, she's, she's like just, a a, she's just no, yeah, she not at all. No, she's just independently, like as good or as better. Hopper. 
as uh, Hawkeye. As Hawkeye, as an archer, yeah. Okay. Uh, and it just so happens that that because of that, while Hawkeye is absent, she decides to take up that mantle. Okay. Um, I don't know how they're gonna play that in the show, but a couple things. I mean, if they adapt even a little bit of her character from the comic books, it's gonna be great because okay. like she's just. All right. She's also, like, rich and kind of super spoiled. Like, there's just there's just aspects of her personality that are just super endearing. And I, th- I didn't know that Haley Stanfeld was playing her. But now that I see her, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Like, uh, I don't know the rest of her history, you know, because I don't watch, like, Disney shows. So I don't really know the rest of her history. I have no, I'm an With, old guy, so I have yeah, no idea yeah, yeah. who she is. Uh, I loved her in Bumblebee. That's my only frame of oh, reference for her. The, wait, did John Cena? Movie? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She was the All kid right. in that. Okay. Uh, I kind of enjoyed that movie. I I really like Bumblebee. I I mean, I, they made a couple of choices with that that I think, as far as Transformers are concerned, like setting it in the 80s. Having all, I mean, this is a little thing, but having all the Transformers basically have their original looks from the 80s, too, didn't really make sense when they're on Cybertron, but whatever. Uh, yeah, it, it was basically sort of a retread of the first Transformers movie, but they replaced it, replaced it. Replaced, no <laughs> yeah. Well, they replaced some of the, you know, the things that didn't really work in the Transformers movies. Which is a good thing. A lot. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Cough, cough. Shia yeah. LaBeouf. Um, yeah. It's just, it was really good. She was right. really good in it. Um, so I'm excited about it. Yeah, and it, it just looks like it, they're doing what they should do with that character. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I just, they're like. People I know who are like sports fans that I want them to get a win because they've been suffering. Sure. And you've been like a Hawkeye fan yeah. for a long time. It's like Jamie deserves a win with this. I, you know, do you, do you know what? <laughs> do you know why? Um, because there is, and we'll talk about this. And a you've li- been preaching yeah, about yeah, that run of so, so, so for a long time. I I always get salty when I feel, I, and we'll talk about this a little more when we talk about what if. Mm-hmm. I get a little salty when there's like here it there was a better thing to be done and they clearly made a decision not to do that. Uh Hawkeye in the MCU, even Jeremy Renner has said has said this about like when he originally was like even in in the the first Avengers when they first cast him and as it's progressed over time it was just like this was not the character that Yeah. They told him he was signing up for, and it looks like this show they're actually giving him. I mean, I have mixed feelings about Jeremy Renner as a person, but uh, I don't know. I, yeah. Okay, I guess after you, we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, because yeah. I don't know much. But I mean, so there's, far, uh, like so many people, there's some conflict about like his personal life. And I see some questionable things he's done, but whatever. Uh, but putting, I, I, I agree with you. It's like they didn't do much with the character. Yeah. He's just like the guy who shot arrows yeah and there's like i mean look we've, i've talked about this to death but like his actual like background like his actual origin story is actually interesting it's makes him a more interesting character than just a guy who shoots arrows also i like schlubs <laughs> like yeah. it's look i i i mean i daredevil there's yeah, a really yeah. i mean daredevil isn't a schlub but he's a 
you know, hey, he's a fuck up. He's from yeah, what yeah, I've heard, yeah. He's fucked up big time. He's he's well, uh, he he fucked up because he's supreme. I mean, Clint Barton is like this too in the comic books, but one of the central precepts about Daredevil, it's actually the thing I like least about his character, is that he's kind of an arrogant dick. <laughs> like, and that's what really gets him into trouble yeah. all the time is that he's just. I'm going to do things by sheer force of will. And the problem is you don't have, you're not a powerful enough hero to just be doing stuff and by sheer know, force of yeah. will. And that dude gets, I mean, you saw it in the Netflix series more than anything else. It's like that guy gets his fucking ass handed to him harder than maybe any hero. This side of Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe. Like, he gets that Once shit again, kicked out of him. Once again, the best MCU-related TV show out there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nothing's better yeah. than Daredevil. Yeah. Well, it's also because they just nailed who that character is. Like, and and the, the, the level, the street-level uh, stuff. Even, like, the decision, however you might feel about it going, like, quote-unquote rated R, like the level of violence in it, it fit... Too like it just he's just that level. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a ninja. You yeah, know, he fights ninjas. Yeah, you know, shit has to happen. Yeah, you know, and Kingpin is a crime lord. Yeah, nothing pretty about that. And you, and know, you can't go PG rated. I mean, I mean a, the most like the that. most popular. I, I mean, when I say I love schlubs, the most popular schlub in the Marvel universe is Spider Man, I and mean, Spider Man's a schlub. Yeah. Like he's just. A, I mean, he's a teenager, so he kind of has an excuse. But he's also kind of a no, schlub. I don't know. I, I do, would disagree with that assertion. I mean, I think schlubs are just like, you know, people who try hard, but just like they fall short of yeah. because of they lack something. Spider-Man, he's just unlucky. Yeah. I think yeah. that's... I, and, I also, and also for to a, to a certain amount of time, he, you know, he is also just a teenager. But yeah, like... There's some stuff like relationship stuff that is in the comic book with Hawkeye that obviously they're not going to get into this. Like in Hawkeye, I forget what the name of the character is. He's already been married once and and he's just getting divorced from that person. Uh, I for, I can't remember the the character. He's dating Spider Woman. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, they uh, can't do that. And right now he's a firm family man. Yeah, yeah. That's and his and rock. and also like his friend in the comic books, who's like the one who kind of has his back, uh, aside from Kate Bishop, is Black Widow, and she's dead in the MCU, yeah. <laughs> so they can't use her either. So yeah, I'm I'm I won't say I'm like excited, excited, but I am like I'm more like <sighs> I'm like I a mean, relief. Dude, it's a relief. I'm, it's just dude, like okay, this is like, what they're I doing. Am pumped. I mean, yeah. because. Uh, even the, even some of the shows that may be considered are misses yeah. are still great. Yeah, and they're still enjoyable. Yeah, you know. And from the look of that trailer, and it's hard to like for me to like get really excited about things that I'm not really familiar with. Sure, I'm not familiar with Hawkeye, but from what I saw that, I I found that it has the all the structure, all the right chords. Yeah, that will get me interested. And it's just like. I don't know, just like just like the fact that the odds are st- stacked against him, and the fact he's just dealing with like street level people, mob. Yeah. That I get, you yeah. know. Um, and it's like it's a recalibration of the character. Yeah. You know, well, the same way they did that for Thor. You know, make him more sure. enjoyable. I think that that's what they're doing 
with this character in the show, and I'm really excited. And and, and like like I said, like you have the tracksuit, Dracula's the scene in the preview with the car with them and the arrows. Yeah, that's literally. I mean, it's it's modified a little bit, but it's right out of that run, where they're it's a uh, and if they have the girl that essentially he buys the car off of, uh, like I, I it looks like they're gonna do as much as they can in the MCU adaptation of that story. And if they do, it's just like, great. That's a, that's a, that is the correct decision. I mean, another banger. I mean, yeah. with uh, Marvel and Disney Plus. I mean, it's Let, well, let's again. let's talk about a show that uh, sadly is has I mean, not I'm been not, a banger. I I wouldn't say it hasn't been a banger. That would I would disagree. I mean, there are multiple episodes. I think there's one more episode remaining. It looks like it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna fall. I mean, it seems like we're both on the same page. The last two episodes, the zombie episode and the one with Killmonger being another black friend of Tony Stark, um, we didn't. We're not feeling that. Yeah. But overall, I think I like. I like it. it. I like it. I'm not gonna knock it for just two bad episodes. I feel like. Well, no, I'm gonna partially disagree with that. I think there's yet a really, really strong first episode, and I feel like it has been a a continuing thing of like diminishing returns as the show has gone on the the what if you know t'challa was star lord that was amazing i i I loved it i mean i liked it you i i I loved it because obviously one t'challa uh chadwick boseman sure um but it's just like showing it's a great just a juxtaposition of like how stupid Peter Quill is, yeah, and you oh, just yeah, switch yeah, yeah. him with someone who is somewhat competent, and bam, he's able to. Fix I mean, not not even somewhat, not even somewhat competent, like someone who's. <laughs> well, I mean, we I we might have mentioned this before, but T'Challa and Black Panther is essentially what if you combined like Captain America's like fighting prowess and leadership, and you know fighting Tony ability Stark's with Tony Stark's intelligence. like intelligence and technology of just like you just get like a guy who can just fix everything. Yeah. Uh I love I mean there are th- some things uh that I love about that episode. I love the bits with Thanos. Yes. Even though I had a little bit I was a little bit mixed feelings about it. I just thought that it was like that was hilarious. I love what alternate nebula ends up being. Mm-hmm. I love that too. Um, I think uh, one of the big things I've run into, and I mentioned this when I was texting you guys about the Doctor Strange episode. Look, I, lo- I you know, Chatwood Boseman is a great actor. I think one of the things that they've run into on this show is that great screen actors don't necessarily make great voiceover actors. And I feel like some of the voiceover acting is just like voice acting, I think, still doesn't get the respect it deserves because some of those people like for example the guy who's played steve rogers in the you know in the first episode i think i don't know if chris evans would have been as good in in that role as the the voice actor they hired the voice actor they hired to replace tom holland i think probably did a better job than tom like i i really noticed that like with uh chadwick boseman Really, really noticed it with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and, uh, um, Michael B. Uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, 
Uh, it's just something about like the delivery of the line sounds very but wooden. You have to understand some of that is the animation. The, the Look, bar I, I, is lower when it comes yeah. to animation. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're not expecting like Academy Award worthy, you know, acting when it comes to this. I mean, it would be great. You, it'd be great to have like the best of the best, just like. Hit it out of the park, but I think but, but if you, it's just solid, it's there are, good. And it's, I don't think it's, that it's decent. You, were, it's you decent. got on Cumberbatch's case about like his performance. I didn't mind. And it Michael too P. Much. Jordan is even worse in that. I mean, granted, that episode is like just okay. Like there, I mean, and also like there's there were essentially, I think there was a parts of that where it, like they're trying to establish, uh, some characters differently like they're trying to establish uh shuri a little bit differently in that episode i also think they were trying to do their sort of as much as they could homage to anime episode with that episode just with the robot design the drones uh they even make a reference to like gundam i was like yeah the drones look like gundam robots <laughs> like mean, like animation you yeah, could like yeah. push the envelope yeah um I think conceptually, uh, this Doctor Sh- conceptually wise, the Doctor Strange episode is great. I love the like the concept that they were doing with that. I don't like the episode, and I still have some, uh, especially that episode and the most recent episode. Something about the animation just doesn't. It's not it's clicking the same with animation, me. Man. I know it's just not clicking with me. I as mean, much listen, as in that I, first you're episode. you're in the minority. I thought the um, and the animation has been. On uh, had just been solid. Sure. Uh, I just what I like. I mean, the first few episodes have been great. You know, the first two were great, heartwarming tales. Yes. Kind of with a happy ending. Yeah. But from what I know of what if the comics, it's always going to have a darker. Sure. Uh, I will leaning. say the, and the biggest fact the, that the the Doctor Strange one, I love because it's just like. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Him failing over and over yeah. and over again. And on top of that, the action sequence was very impressive. Yes. You know, I agree. Him, the, the two Doctor Strange fighting it out, I loved it. Um, what I didn't like is the last two episodes. I did not like the Marvel Zombies episode. I don't know. I just like, it seemed like it a, felt a, too cute. It also, it also, I didn't f- it, yeah. it felt too cute and it also. It felt like they were, uh, like they knew they had to do that episode because of how popular Marvel Zombies was. But it looked like they they didn't put enough effort into it, like as far as actually making the episode good. Uh, there were some good parts to that. I like the role that uh, Wasp played in that episode. I think one of the big problems. The biggest weakness of what if as a show so far, uh, and this is what I was saying when I come back to there was a better show to be made, is I think what they should have done overall with what if is do what they are doing with the new Star Wars series, animated series. Which is, it's a Star Wars anime series that's going to be on Disney Plus I think soon where they reached out to a bunch of different uh, anime creators and anime studio- studios and said, here is Star Wars. What story do you want to tell? And that's 
I think what they should have done with What If, and I sort of understand because they wanted to really tie it to the MCU and like the multiverse and all that, I kind of understand why they went the direction that they did. I still think even if they were going to have the same style for the whole series, I noticed that it's the same director and the same group of writers for every episode. I think they might have been better served doing what the actual What If comic did, which was hand it to a, like, also, even though it's a one whole story, kind of what they did with Mandalorian, give it to a different group of creators for every episode. Uh, people who have a, di- who, like, and it was, I think that it was a mistake to give it to this, to have the same group know. of people doing every it's... episode. I think especially for the zombie episode. Okay, yeah. Um, I think you that... would have gotten a better zombie episode if you had someone else who has more experience with yeah. that genre directing I mean, I, and writing that episode. That we just, I mean, they forced it, but yeah, I would agree with you. We yeah. did not need to have a zombie episode. No, no, no. They, I don't know. I, I, don't I disagree. Think I think they absolutely did. Like, I, again, given how popular Marvel Zombies was, I think that that episode was, felt a really... But it's not it, in it, keeping with the MCU, It though. felt really phoned in. Yeah, yeah no, Also, there's also that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I get it for the comics. You know, yeah. if you're doing something that is a tie-in to what people are aware of in the comic books. But for the MCU, it's like... These characters are not built for this world you sure. know, of zombies. You know, yeah. I mean, I get there's a world of space aliens and magic and sorcery, sure. but the zombies, I just didn't buy it, that you got it from the quantum there, realm. There, 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 there's also a bunch of stuff in the comic books, the Marvel Zombies comic books, that makes that really compelling, and a bunch of that stuff you can't do in the show because a bunch of those characters some of those characters haven't aren't don't even exist yet like the fantastic four Mm -hmm. like one of the most like i don't know if you've read marvel's zombies but two of the most heartbreaking things in that in that version is number one or three number one the zombies keep more of aspect of who they were before they became zombies when they become zombies. And you didn't have that for the show. That's part of what made that the series so compelling is that a lot of the heroes kind of keep very large aspects of their personalities when they become zombies. Uh, They're not just brainless undead. Uh, Number two, in the comic books, one of the ways that the zombies spread all over the Marvel Universe is that uh, Reed Richards, when he's trying to research a cure, like all of a sudden decides that the world and the universe are actually would be better ever off if everyone was infected. Like it's actually more effective. I, I forget how it works, but it's just one of those moments. Where it was like, oh Jesus, the smartest man on the planet just decided we're all we would all be better off if we were zombies. And the other one that is super tragic is that uh when Spider-Man becomes a zombie, he and he fights it for like a really long time. He ends up killing Mary Jane. But he's still kind of Peter afterward. And so he's just like 
it's like the saddest thing. Like the whole series is just like, yeah. is that he's like he just ends up like eating his not eating like he in like a like he goes like zombie crazier at some point at one point and he kills her and then he comes back from it and he's just like oh god. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there, there's no way, there's no like, way they could have done that. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, I was just like I didn't feel like it was uh, appropriate. Yeah. This world. Although I, mean, I although yes, there are different stories and there are different universes, but it's still in the same, you know, uh, style of yeah. the MCU. Well, just like I will say there's one, stories. there's one of those that was way darker than the other ones, and I was not expecting it, and I actually, I actually really dug it. Was the, uh, what if someone murdered all of the Avengers? I enjoyed that. I thought that I, was, that was fun. Uh, not just what it was fun, but you, you really, and what it was I like, similar. there was like an actual comic book where like either like either Hank Pym or yeah. no Deadpool yes. uses Hank Pym's technology just to like kill a lot of the, MCU a lot of the, characters. but also a lot of the more powerful. Uh, so what I appreciated about that in particular is that that was a fun episode. That really gives you an idea of how truly dangerous pin particles are mm-hmm. and how like ridiculously powerful actually that concept is cuz like on its abstract you think well he can just shrink cuz it's like no there's a lot of really messed up shit you can do when you can shrink down to microscopic size and uh the most one of the most messed up ones is the Hulk. It's just like, oh, you realize yeah. you can kill. There are ways you can kill super powerful characters, uh, when you can be tiny. You know, you can get in their bloodstream. You can mess with their. Yeah, it's just you can't fight someone you can't see. Yeah, you know that's you know, and I really appreciated that. Um, and just like how, but nev- just like the ending where like Loki finally achieves his. You know, oh yeah, I appreciated that too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, you know, you guys are stupid people. I helped you guys out. You know, you might as well just like submit to me and my will. You know, and just like super chill, just like an easy transition yeah. towards helping to then conquering the world without much of an effort. I also think because there's, I'm pretty sure, I'm ninety five percent sure there's going to be a second season. Uh, is that a handful of those stories? They're obvious. They're obviously gonna come back to the zombie universe. Uh, although I do think I did appreciate the one thing I appreciated about that episode was the the Scarlet Witch Vision part. Mm-hmm. I thought was kind of interesting. The rest of that episode, I, I was just like, all right. Uh, and weirdly enough, one of the best, better voice actors, Paul Rudd. But you know, it's Paul Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> There's just. Uh. But yeah, I mean, I I felt I would once again I would just disagree that you know so far the season has been solid. I mean, the last two episodes were meh, but I think I, think, overall, I, think, I mean I think dude, overall it's been okay. Killing the, of the Avengers that was a great episode. You know the I don't know about you, but just like it it pulled tugged at my heartstrings the Chadwick Boseman episode episode two. I love the Captain sure. uh, Sharon Carter. Uh, that one Captain was great. America. I mean, I think they were solid, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen with, I guess, the season finale. Sure. And um, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen with season two with new characters emerging sure. with Shang-Chi and uh, the Eternals coming out. Sir. So we can't wait. And I think Blade is coming up pretty soon. I don't know if it 
it'll be released uh, by the time that they do season two. But there are lots of new characters that's uh, going to be introduced. Blade isn't probably, depending on when season two comes out, like Blade isn't even in the slate for A long time. phase four. Okay. Uh, Blade is phase five, like... Uh yeah, so they're yeah, it's that's not coming for a, a while. Uh, so much so that they, they've already announced that it's Mar- Mahershala, but it, it, it's so far away they might actually end up recasting it. They probably they won't, but I was just like, you know, we've seen sometimes that that happens. Like, you know, unless they're shooting that movie now, which they, for all we know they could be, but we probably would have heard about it if they were. Um, yeah, we've seen that happen before, like. People getting recast, you know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, once you're in, you're in. When especially when it comes to Disney, so sure. I mean, they they'll lock you down. Although they have a yeah, lot yeah. Of money, well, well, know? here's here's the thing. Marvel Disney seems to be doing really well. Uh, I'm really excited, interested to see the Star Wars anime series. Because different creators for every episode, and they're it looks like they essentially just gave them carte blanche to just do whatever they want. Uh, I've had read some rumors floating around that John Favreau is starting to have some conflicts with the arm of Disney that is Star Wars, which is troubling. I um, mean, it's it's Disney, yeah, you know, but I mean. Disney's gonna Disney thinking that they know better than a lot of these creators. Well, see, but that's the thing. Um, they that seems to be the pr- problem with the Star Wars stuff. That's why, and less Star of a Wars. problem with the Marvel stuff. I mean, it's essentially it's the same company that. Well, it's the same company that owns everything, but I think it's still independent. You know, different people running each arm. Marvel is a machine, yeah. and it's got. Uh, great leadership, and sure. they they have a they have a good thing going. Star Wars is a work in progress. Yeah. Yes, Filoni and Favreau are doing great things. Yeah, but they've done it only in a TV show. Yeah, you know, and and some of the cartoons they have yet to pull it off with a big movie deal or like a trilogy so until they do that i think they're gonna be the little brothers where they won't be trusted fully to lead and direct the ship of star wars unfortunately. sure i mean speaking of which i didn't even think that we were going to talk about this but i don't think we covered it last time i did finish the whole season of bad batch that la- those last like two episodes. The season oh, was fucking, great. It's great. I those not, especially those I've last two episodes. I'd love. I, I cared about it, but I mean, just like having the, the kid and it, just it like inches going, into you, does like me either. I wasn't. I wasn't completely on board like the first handful episodes, and that's just the. I just kind of. Kept, I mean, I wasn't like I wasn't like prioritized watching it as it was coming out, mm-hmm. but I just like just coming back to it periodically and just as it went along, it just got progr- it just it wasn't even that the I mean those last two episodes are great, but it wasn't even that all the episodes were great. There was just something about it that it just slowly dug under There's my skin. There's an emotional weight that that is found throughout the season because of the brotherhood, the yes, broken yes. brotherhood. Yes. And I love the fact that it was not resolved. Yes. You know, he made the choice to betray his brother's crosshairs, and he, despite given the chance to come back into the fold, he's like, I still don't d- agree with your leadership. I'm doing my things in my way. I love that. Yeah. You know, um, I love that those group of guys 
Wrecker, oh God, I love yeah. Wrecker. He's my boy. But I just love the direction that they went to. And I just love, you know, exploring the early parts of the Empire. Yes. You know, how they, like, uh, put everyone in place, you know, and how they struggled and how they kind of, like, pushed back against the Empire. I, I, and, I and, and the very, very early, early versions of the Rebellion. Like, yeah. Uh, I love that they went back to the the clone trooper who deserted and and you know started a farm and a family. <laughs> like, oh, okay. yeah, that was sweet. <laughs> it's that just was a, sweet. Like they just, I feel like they picked some of the strongest because it's you know a short season, so they can only do so much. Uh, but they picked some of the strongest. It's a long season. What like. 13, 13 episodes. 13, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. It is. You know, that's uh, a lot. They picked up a bunch of some of the strongest points of Clone Wars to just kind of pull on, like strings to pull on and things to go back to, especially with some of the clones, like going back to, uh, what's his name? The, the one who's also going and doing his own thing. They go and rescue him. Why can't I? Is it oh. Rex? Is it Rex the one? Possibly. possibly yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, who's like the other clone trooper who's who's also like kind of rebelling against like, you know, Order 66. Yeah. I. It, this is the part of Star Wars that I like. Yes. Not the Jedi shit. Yes. This is the Empire, the Rebellion, the the military, the war part of yeah. Star Wars. Look, That's look, what look, I love. I, I know I'm going to watch the shit out of Kenobi when it comes out. Just because um, I am more looking for looking forward to the book of Boba Fett than I'm looking forward to Kenobi I, for that same reason. It's just like, oh, we get to see the entire crime. Oh, yeah. Which we saw a lot of in Clone Wars, like yes. just the crime syndicates, uh, just that the underbelly of the Star Wars universe. It was just like, OK, I'm, I'm super excited for that. Uh, I mean, what does that say about Star Wars where, like, the the criminal side is more compelling than the light versus it, dark? It tells you that that George Lucas has boring ideas. Mm. That, that he cribbed, all cribbed from stuff that other people did better than he did. Like, so much of... Like uh, I mean, this is people have said this to death, but so much of Star Wars behind George Lucas behind it is Battle of the Wo uh, Wills, Kurosawa films, like all of the design elements, which is not really what George Lucas was primarily responsible for, but I think it was a lot of his ideas. It's all Kurosawa, like Eddie, like even some of the like the Empire stuff is all stuff that is Akira Kurosawa films, and a lot of the, which is funny because a lot of the Akira Kurosawa films are just. Akira Kurosawa's version of Shakespeare's tragedies. Like, it's just... I, I think it's either Throne of Blood or... I, I always get them mixed up. Throne of Blood or Ron that is an adaptation of, like, Henry VIII or something. I think it's Throne of Blood. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, if you've never seen, by the way, if, you, if you've never seen any of them, uh, Seven Samurai is the movie that uh, Magnificent Seven yeah, is the Western yeah. version of. Seven Samurai is really good. It's really long, and it was made in, like, the 50s. 
So there's a lot. There's a lot of that movie. Of course, it's beautiful. But the it being very it being like three hours long, maybe longer. I can't remember. Is gonna if you're not used to that and you haven't, especially the pacing of that movie, it's gonna might be a little bit of a slog. Uh, the ones he made in color, like Ron, Throne of Blood. I think I, again, I can't remember whether Ron or Throne of Blood were the ones where he couldn't raise enough money to make it because it's just this huge, like epic, like Shakespearean tragedy that he was essentially adapting with samurai. Uh, he couldn't raise enough money, so George Lucas and Steven Spielberg like helped okay. finance that movie. I mean, I'm like now interested because I have a, I have an 11, 10 year, 11 year old in my classroom who says, not because of his parents, but because he's interested, he's watching all of Hitchcock and Kurosawa. Wow. Films. Okay. Yeah. And I'm wow, like, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's like. You've got some really high taste there, uh, and I'm just like because of his ask, interest, ask, I'm interested. Ask, in ask him that. what he's. I mean, Hitchcock is great, but ask him what he. Thinks. He wants to be a director. Yeah, yeah. He well, wants I, to be a director. Like, ask amazing. him what. Ask him what he thinks about what he, after he sees Rope, because <laughs> Rope is. Uh, there are two cuts, in that entire movie. Uh, it takes place almost entire. It is entire, almost entirely, except for where the two cuts are. I think. I think it's in the beginning and in the end uh, of the movie where they change location. Uh, it's all one shot, wow. one location. It's a great movie, uh, and it's uh, the reason why it's one shot and one uh, location is. I can't remember the exact premise. It's either roommates or a husband or something. They kill somebody. They, uh, uh, put the body in a big trunk in this one room, in the, like, living room. And then someone comes over, and I think it's either a police investigator or something. And basically the entire movie is them trying to... And it's almost all through dialogue and like the way the shots are framed, the shot is framed, and the angles of them trying to hide the fact that they just murdered someone and hid the body in a <laughs> in a trunk in the room that they're all in, and it's just this, and you know that as the audience member, so you're just sitting there like, okay, how is this gonna play out? And it's it's a great movie, but it's again, it's one take. Uh, it, I think it's like two, I think it's two hours. So it's, yeah, it's it visually, if you're used to a lot of cuts, that's, that's why I'm curious. It's like a, a, a kid, 11 year old kid who's probably used to like hyper cutting, uh, watching a movie that is all, almost all one shot and one take. I mean, he's inspired me to try different things. Sure. So that yeah. I was just very impressed. Uh, I would probably either go Ron or Throne of Blood first. Even okay. everyone will always say Rashomon. Which is the one that everyone ever always always references, out. and Seven Samurai. I'd say go go later, you know, a Kurosawa, Kurosawa samurai films rather than the early ones. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Like I said, I'm excited about the new Star Wars series, the anime series. And I just hope Disney doesn't fuck up Star Wars. I mean, yeah. Favreau and Filoni are doing a good job making it relevant again. Yeah. yeah. You know, hopefully they just keep up that momentum. Yeah. You know? Um. So, uh, like, 
movies that are the two briefly movies that are coming out uh Eternals I don't I'm I'm interested. I don't know that I'm super psyched. I'm psyched because they're going high concept. Yes. They're yeah, yeah, going yeah. high concept and yeah. I'm curious how uh Chloe Zhao yes pulls that off. Yeah. Because I'm looking at it as this is a stepping stone sure. for the future of the MCU and how they introduce larger characters. Yeah. Uh, cosmic they, characters, like yes. larger cosmic characters. And then possibly the creation of mutants, because I know the Celestials had a hand in the uh, creation of the X-Gene. So I'm just curious to see it's, how this can be it is, the, it is also the stepping stone. It, it also is the movie that establishes that it is possible for there to be threats that are greater than someone like Thanos, even with the infin Infinity Gems. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I it's a it's another one of those things. I I think I mentioned it's kind of like Guardians, where it's just like I I in the in abstract, this is a concept that should not work, but you know Marvel has a proven track record. So and they have an and Academy Award-winning director, to and do. they have directors who are able to push. Yeah, off, so you know? we'll see. You know they're able to see things independently of their sure. own and make it something unique. So. I'm very curious. Even even know? the stuff that it I didn't think that they would go like Eternals, but I mean go Celestials, but yeah, they're going there. I mean, I yeah. thought for the most part they'll probably just do like flashbacks as they did with the Guardians, or maybe nowhere, yeah, you know, as a reference. But to actually have them exist still, yeah, you know, I'm impressed. Though. Let's see how this uh, goes. I speaking of like uh, weird like. Previews where like Marvel has to balance what they want with what the other studio wants. Um, far from home, or is it far from? No, far from home is the second one. The new Spider-Man movie. Um, no way home. No way it? home. Yeah. For some reason, they all of them have had home in it for some strange reason. Well, I mean, he's back yeah. in the fold of the MCU yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, the preview. And I know the preview that was, what they've done, what they've shown, is only the tip of the iceberg. Yes. Because I know that there's shit that they're holding back, and they're probably putting gun to Tom Holland's face to make sure he does not spill the beans yeah. or anything. <laughs> but what little that they've shown. <laughs> Tom Holland probably has five <laughs> Disney lawyers <laughs> who are just following him around at Shut every it. moment. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited because I, of the multiverse. I, I'm excited. That's the that's the thing. I lost my shit when I saw. <laughs> I I love the fact that Strange is arrogant enough to fuck yeah. with. Well, time you know, you, again. You, you know, you know the the, the uh, there's that theory running around that that's not Doctor Strange. Know. That that's that's either uh, Loki or well, it's one of the Lokis. I don't know. Uh, but we'll see. Uh. I, I don't know if I believe Loki that theory. Loki doesn't do magic. I mean, he does magic, but it's he doesn't do spells. Yeah, that that's that that's my thing. Is uh, I think that theory is interesting. It doesn't look like it based no. on the rest of the preview, but just dude, god Alfred damn it, Alfred Molina, <laughs> just getting him again. Yeah, I love him as an actor, and he was yes. amazing as Doc Ock. Yes, so just having him come on board, merging his character with yeah. the MCU. And 
can't wait to see what's more there, that's behind the scenes. I mean, of course. Because if he's back, that means other characters are going to be back. In so, the uh, temporarily. B- based on what that, in that preview, it's, you know, Alpha Molina, whether it's, I mean, it looks like it's going to be uh, sort of unfortunately the. Tommy McGuire version of Green Goblin, whether it's the William, whether it's William Defoe playing it, is we'll see. Um, there's also, or maybe an alternate version of yeah, yeah. that. I mean, uh, I wouldn't mind in the Disney Sony sure. MCU because yeah. I mean his character was weird, yeah. But I think that they could write that ship. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just and of course there is the 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 fake photos and the fake videos and the super duper rumor uh, mill running around that both Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in it, which is totally like look if uh you have multiverse villains if the payoff I mean they're of course Marvel is staying mum yeah. but dude how hype would it be if you have multiverse villains and the solution to multiverse villains is multiple Spider-Men from the multiple from the other movies. Wouldn't it be like the Sinister Six? Yes. Only on a grander scale. I mean, he would be overmatched yes. if they do have all these other villains and just having more Spider-Men involved would yeah. just be fucking perfect. Yeah, which, which is funny because you know that... So... If it ends up at the end of the day that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be in it, the one thing that everyone's going to be salty about, if it's not in that, is some version of Miles Morales. I think if they do do that, they it's can. it's no no no. I think if they do do that, it's it's not going to be a full version of him. That's what I'm saying is I don't think they I can. I think they will save Miles when they move on from uh, the kid. The actor who plays uh, Spider-Man right now. Possibly. I think uh, so. I think, well, no, no, no. Here's the way, and look. And uh, in, in my mind, it's like, he's a great Spider-Man. He's very young. You have a, you've got a lot of mileage still yeah. yet to go with this uh, sure. new Spider-Man. You know, and then after that, you could just like, hey, pass a baton. You know, what, 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 once what, contract what, is up. Well, here's here's the thing. Because you know, you have a fan favorite in Miles Morales. So, so here's the thing: the people who are super, because there's people who are already angry about it that like there's no mention of Miles Morales in that. And I was just like, look, if Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield are are do end up being in it, we already have seen them as Spider Man. Yeah. It'll be live a, action. A, yeah, it'll be a great treat. It might not be a super duper surprise because there, there's rumors floating around. Um, I don't think if they were going like I think it'd be really. They already have as they already have uh, enough trouble keeping plot things and details from the movie secret. I think if they were going to have Miles Morales, they would have had to have cast him. Mm-hmm. And I think trying to keep that secret would be incredibly difficult. Yeah. Like, way more difficult and than you know than keeping, a, the, keeping the secret that Tommy McGuire and Andrew Garfield might be in it. it it's, and even Daredevil. 
yeah. you know, yeah, his yeah. involvement. Um, it's like which looks like it's not actually it's not it ac- it's not actually happening. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the most recent information. Yeah, nerds got to take it easy. You know, it's like I know what you want. Yeah, but sometimes what you want doesn't just doesn't make sense for the movie you it's, know it's, it's like it's, be patient. it's it's also it's also with the miles morales thing it's like the yeah that character isn't even remotely established in the mcu no. yet uh and people could argue well or well they movies. hinted they hinted at him live action movies well they hinted at him in homecoming because of you know it's like mm, Donald, yeah. and i like there's and you don't want to rush and it, it. I, I, but that's but also spy, that's what Sony does with Venom. But, but I don't I don't want to say this, but it's it's the people are getting angry because it's the white actors who played Spider Man. I was like, yes, because they've already established. Like, you can't just like what you're saying. You can't just throw that yeah. in. Uh, you got to get respect that character and give him. Yes, time exactly. To flesh exactly. Out, you know? Um, I'm fine. I mean, I'm fine yeah. with it because that's what we know. Yeah. And I'm just hoping that with the popularity of, you know, Into the Spider-Verse, it allows Disney and Sony to broaden and introduce more Spider-Man and, look, and to they've, introduce they've, him. I mean, look, they've set up a situation where Miles Morales is yeah. going. He's going. It's That's what I'd say. It's just like, like you were saying, it's like, chill out. Yeah. He is 100% gonna be in the mcu especially if this stuff with sony doesn't continue to work out i mean it's like like i have to say i mean with the even though they they will buy they will if not buy spider-man they will go look you can do all sony you can do all the spider-man movies you want we're taking this version of spider-man for ourselves like that—that's how I think. Eventually, at some point, that's gonna play out. Especially if, which it isn't gonna be, but especially if the new Venom movie is any kind of a success, which it's not gonna be, except maybe overseas. And even then, I don't think it's gonna be. Mm. Um, but yeah, with going back, it's like the movie was great. Um, Sp- Miles Morales is big in the video games. Yeah, with the latest Miles Morales uh, t- game amazing and he's going to be in the sequel to spider-man too yeah so it's like his character is growing yeah people love him they will do a movie featuring him we just have to like pump the brakes don't yeah. throw him uh i think there's gonna be there's gonna be an a new into the spider-verse i mean uh, most likely before he's in the yeah. mcu again um, um and i'm assuming animated movies are way more cheaper to do than you know live action shit they so do but some of that they t- they take longer the actual animation takes yeah. longer um yeah uh so we're gonna get more miles around yeah it's we're definitely like, you gotta like, be patient i'm yeah and i'm i'm super excited for all the marvel stuff coming out uh let's talk about shang chi because that's uh there's a lot of things that i want to talk about <laughs> in that um i saw it twice and i loved it you know, um, I love martial arts movies and TV shows. Um, and We're, I'm I going to talk briefly about a new a, a show uh, in a minute, but we'll get to that. And yeah, I mean, it's a new character that I'm not familiar with, you know. Um, and to be honest, I kind of wish like Shang-Chi was like Iron Fist. I, I still wish 
that they were able to write that character. But that's all right. Moving on, I just loved it. You know, yeah. the cast was great, mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of Aquafina because yeah. she was very annoying. I don't. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of. Hers. I'm not. A I'm huge trying fan. to. I'm, me too. I'm just not a big fan of her. You know, it's you know, it's she's the we- annoying. You know, it's the weird thing. I want to like her, but I just I every time I see her on screen, even even she's weird, not a good comic relief. Even it, even weirdly, as a in voiceover in Raya, I was just like, eh. Uh, number one, there's something about her voice, the raspiness. I'm just like, eh. and and like it's just she is another one of those people. I don't know. Because I haven't seen a lot of stuff she's been in, I haven't watched Nora from Queens, so I don't really have any interest. Um, I saw in Ocean's Eight. I didn't like her in Ocean's Eight. It's uh, I liked everyone else. Yeah, not her. I think she's very good at playing Aquafina. And, and it, she's and, not funny. And if and if if that's not what you're into, you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna dig her. Um, she was the weak link in definitely, that. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, I also also given who uh you know, Chang Chi's character and Simi Lu? Yes. So, yeah. Given him like who his character is in that movie, she's superfluous. You don't actually need I mean, I understand you need the kind of uh you need the person who has no ex- who is viewing everything kind of from the outside. Yeah. And help I don't explain things. I don't know if you necessarily needed that in this movie. Uh, I uh, thought I think you do. I mean, it's this is a weird world where there's magical creatures, you know, and you explain things. You know, it's like dragons, uh, those weird lions. Um, and once again, this is expanding the world of the MCU, you know, where with the Eternals, we're going to see a lot more weird. So this is our first taste of way more weird it seems in like this world. The, uh, and, I, and I love that. And the, so you need a character that just says, what the fuck is all of this? Despite yeah. the fact that half of the population has disappeared and reappeared. So yeah. you need t- characters to like pause Take a moment and say, what the fuck up? Can you please explain all of this to me? Because as an audience, we need that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why they, that character is in, in there. Uh, I also think that that seems to be the central underlying theme of Phase 4 is we're going to do some batshit crazy stuff. We're going to show you some batshit crazy stuff, and we're going to do multiverse, and we're going to, you know, we're going to take all that mystic stuff that we kind of introduced in Phase 3 with Doctor Strange and to a certain extent with Thor, and we're just going to go kind of buck wild with it. Uh, like, I'm not that familiar. What little I know about Shang-Chi from the comic books is, I don't think any of this missed... I literally think they made up a lot of this stuff purely for this movie, which was a good decision. To be honest, I mean, a lot of Marvel, and I'm not being a DC fanboy here, I'm just being honest. I mean... It's not really popular. What makes the comic books popular right now is the the interest in the movies. Yes. So they are able to take B-level characters with yeah. great casting and create 
you know, compelling characters that we would like to see on the big screen as well as in the comic books. So I'm glad that they're able to take um, an Asian character who's awesome with martial arts and just make him a compelling hero. I, I also, that everyone I also get appreciate. I mean, if you go back and the first Marvel movie, uh, like even Iron Man. Iron Man was like a. He's always been a B level. No he's one being gives a shit yeah, yeah. about Iron Man until. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yes. made him interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like the most, the funny thing is the most popular Marvel characters Spider-Man Wolverine are Spider-Man and the X-Men and they are both characters that until very, very recently Marvel did not own the rights to to make yeah. films with. Uh, there are a handful of books that were very popular with Marvel but the the thing with those books is a, a shit ton of that had to do with the specific creators who were on them. I mean, this, you could say the same with DC, but Marvel Comics, I think, has had a real problem in... Number one, they went... Uh, both companies went a little event crazy, uh, and DC just happened to pull off those events a lot more effectively than, than yeah. Marvel did. Uh and yeah, it's just, I feel like, and I, I haven't read a lot of Marvel comics. I mean, the Marvel comics in general, I don't read. Uh, I follow creators now. And if you're someone who's following crea follows creators, uh, you don't read whole events for either of the companies. A lot of the most interesting work being done by those creators is not being done for Marvel and DC, uh, which is why 80% of the books that I read now are all put out by Image. You know, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I love that they took what is essentially, I will, I will go so far as to say Shang-Chi is like a D level Marvel yeah. character and they elevated him to a level status. Like, and there's just st like, uh, there's so much. Well, he's getting there. He's yeah. Getting, he's still new. Yeah, uh, and we'll have we'll have to see him interact with the other MCU sure. characters, which they started towards the end uh -huh. credits with Wong and the magical um, side of Marvel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's approaching it. I mean, the they made a really great movie where you know the acting was superb. Yeah, uh, the fighting was superb. It was incredible. You know, the stakes made sense mm -hmm. for his world. Yes. Um, and yeah, just like I, I definitely want more. Um, what? and go ahead, Tony Leung, I the the bad guy. Yes, I loved him. Yeah, well, I, I just I love him. him I love him in a general. Villain. Yeah, I I mean I love the fact that the villain is not a villain. I mean it sucked he died. Yeah, because, uh, but the fact that you know he's not there to you know take over the world. He's already rich. Rich. Yeah. You know. He's, yeah. yeah. He, he's done a good job, you know, over the thousands of years of him being alive. But the fact that all of these problems, all of the things that have <laughs> triggered these series of events is just him not accepting the fact that he lost his wife and he's doing yeah. everything possible to bring her back. You know, I appreciated that. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, it's I, I just thought overall, you know, I, everyone says MC, uh, MCU characters, MCU movies have villain problems. I thought they did a good job yeah. with... Uh, the Mandarin as yes, he did, and yes. I love the fact that they addressed that. Yeah, you know, I I love the way that I love the, the fact that they did address it. I I love 
that it was not a coincidence at all that they put that short from Iron Man 3, the bonus feature, All Hail the King, because it definitely, it absolutely was a setup for, and a promotion for people to see Shang-Chi. Uh, yeah, I love how they played that. Uh, I didn't know how they were going to bring back Ben Kingsley as Trevor. I thought it was funny. Uh, I mean, it, it also sort of unnecessary, but it, it wasn't, it doesn't, it didn't, I, it wasn't it's annoying. in keeping with Marvel. Yes. You know, they always have to inject a lot of humor into well, their movies. Well, it's, it's interesting. No matter the stakes. What I've, you know? what I've been telling people is, so this, I mean, you said it at the end, of it, it was that, uh, you know, it's the obvious reference, even in the score, is this is Marvel's even in the score and one of the cast members, this is Marvel's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, which is a it, look. It's a cliche example. Uh, it is Marvel's version of the kung fu of the Hong Kong action film or the giant, the big budget martial arts fantasy movie that uh, there's actually there are some. By the way, if this movie, if Shang Chi at all endears you to seeing more movies like this. There are a crap ton of amazing, like, Chinese fantasy martial arts movies that you can watch. A quarter of them have Jet Li in them. Um, <laughs> like, because <laughs> there's a handful, and, and and at least two of them also have Michelle Yeoh in them. Like, there's just certain actors who are, you know, are going to, who just pop up in all those movies. Uh yeah, it is Marvel's version of that type of movie. It is their homage, their you could call it an homage, it is, or you could call it like a ripoff, whatever. However you want to call it. It is that version of that type of movie. That being said, I think the strongest parts, the strongest aspect of Shang-Chi is the non-Marvel parts. I think the weakest parts, despite of how fun it was to see Wong and a new version of Abomination makes me super curious. They're setting up She-Hulk there. I'm, I'm certain of it. I don't uh, see the connection. What? I don't see the connection. It's a, they're pulling some characters. Uh, you saw it a little bit in, uh, this most recent, the two episodes of What If, the most recent one, and also especially the, uh, what if. You know, the with Hank Pym murdering all the Avengers, they replayed that scene from the Incredible Hulk. They're start they're pulling some of those characters okay. from Incredible Hulk. Uh, you see, Mark Ruffalo is in non-Hulk form in this movie. Uh, I read an article as like it's, and I I completely agree with it that it's it's setting up what is going to be the She-Hulk movie. Is that Mark Ruffalo like that version of the Hulk isn't going to be the Hulk anymore? Uh, and I think there's, if they're bringing Abomination back, there's going to be either it's going to tie into She-Hulk or it's going to tie into some version of the Thunderbolts, like way down the road, because that's also supposed to be like Marvel, like phase five. They're going to do like a Thunderbolts movie. Um, I mean, they are creating the roster. They're, they're sure. planting the seeds. Yeah. 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 The, uh, like, I also don't think it's a coincidence at all that Captain Marvel pops up. At the end there, uh, I think whatever she gets called away on, it's going to be whatever happens in Captain... Because that's... Look, it's just the way 
the Marvel arm, like we were talking about how the show is set up, the movies and all that stuff. It's just the way they do stuff now. They interconnect stuff now. Um, I mean, that's what we want because this has never been done before. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get it. It's annoying, but you know what? And a little predictable. A little bit predictable. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what comic books are. Yeah, you exactly. Know, they tie into things in the future, you know. So, I mean, I, I keep telling my kids, you know, read these books. You know, they're, you love the movies, you love the TV shows, read the books. But they're just making, they're just making comic books only yeah. in, like, you know, um, and, movie format. And in the, the comic books are trying to tie closer into the movies. And I, I, think, like that, that. I, I think it's actually a mistake. I yeah. think they should... I understand why they're doing it because they're trying to capitalize on the popularity of the movies. But, but you I think cap the creativity of the artists, yes, of yeah, the writers yes, exactly. to do different things that you can, as a movie company, pull from yeah. for your things. I mean, yeah, which is which is funny because it's like it's like Warner Brothers is, does the reverse. <laughs> like uh, all the interesting stuff is being done in the comic books yeah. and. Uh, Except, uh, by the way, uh, it starts next week. Uh, you need to get on Doom Patrol. Like, it's... I'll, I'll get on that. Look, it is both... real. I will say it is... Even in the same episode, even in one episode, it is simultaneously can be hilariously funny and incredibly depressing. Like I said, sometimes within the span I mean, of like one episode. Yeah. I like the cast. Great so. cast. Some oh. of those actors, I mean, I never saw are doing some – like, people will have said that even though you can't see his face, uh, Brendan Fraser, Fraser is doing some of the best work of his career uh, as a character where you cannot see his facial expressions. It's all – again, like, Brendan Fraser, great – be a great would be a great voice actor. Like, that character, Robot Man, on Doom Patrol – is all his voice. He has to do all the emotion in his voice. Uh, so, like, yeah, and uh, the uh, the woman from Orange is the New Black who plays uh, the character... I'm drawing a blank on some of the characters. The character who has multiple personalities and each of the personalities has a different power. Uh, it's... Doom Patrol, it's, cr like, the the powers that the characters have are kind of crazy. The concepts are crazy. The villain for the first season is Alan Tudyk as, uh, like, Oh, um, he's in it. He plays the, the villain of the first season. It's, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's hyper meta too. Okay. Uh, because that character is like ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's not, well, cause it's, it's based a lot on Grant Morrison's run. On Doom Patrol, and you, it, I know Grant Morrison. Yeah, is yes, exactly. Out there. Yeah, so there's a lot of shit in there where you're just like, okay. and right. and it's a it's a really really different and really interesting take on Cyborg, because Cyborg is one of the characters. I remember seeing the cast. I'll check it out. I'll yeah, check it's it out. it's great, and right. season three is starting. Uh, so much so, and with the nature of that show, that they they took uh. The Twitter account for Doom, Doom Patrol started taking like pot shots at Marvel, <laughs> uh, because that's just the like yeah. the the vibe of the show that that's okay. what they were. Yeah, it's great. Um, possibly, right, possibly that. the best. I mean, it's and of course it's Greg Berlanti who is like that dude must be rolling in cash because everything, all Isn't the. 
Greg Berlanti, uh, Berlanti Productions is the executive producer and sometimes the creator on basically everything DC and three quarters of the stuff that has ever been on the CW. Oh, so okay. he's the guy. Okay. And I like the CW shows. He's uh, behind Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, okay. Supergirl, iZombie. Uh, so, but I'll get to the other show that's recent that uh, came out in April. Um, but back to Shang-Chi. Um, yeah, I just... There's I just, mean, the... I, aside from Aquafina, just like Michelle Yeoh's character, the women, yes, and his sister, great. I, I mean, yeah, you had issues with like you can't really learn martial arts just by watching. Yeah, that's just. A, uh, I, I don't really, I don't really have an issue with that. I just you had an issue, dude. I, it wasn't like it's not an issue. I just think it's like, man, it's such a trope. Like uh, in movies that like you can do stuff like that. I was like, mm, you can't. But it's I'm like, it's fine. It's it's look, it's a trope that's I I hope just for interesting story or interesting aspect of a movie sake that some movies somewhere along the line breaks that trope. Um but I'm like, look, it's just it's it's not going away. Um Yeah, yeah I just like the, once again, the casting is great. Simi Liu, great, you know, uh, great actor, uh, great in this role. Also, um, also great example of a guy who, uh, strange. I mean, it, it's a funny comparison, but it, it the person, the actor I can compare compare him to is Ryan Reynolds. It's just like he was pushing for Marvel to do an Asian character for a while. There was a whole thing where Marvel actually had to put out a statement. It was like that tweet he made was not a deciding factor in his casting. Um, he re like not only was he pushing, you know, in social media for Marvel to do an Asian character when they announced that, like he just gunned for that role. Uh, like he he really wanted, it. and the reason why I bring up Ryan Reynolds is you just have a person who's just like, no, this is the role that he want you like this is this is the role yeah. for him if you're if he's going to be a superhero like Ryan Reynolds is like oh yeah he's he is Deadpool yeah. essentially it's just like yeah he's the guy uh for this role and yeah he just he was fantastic he was great uh, i wait. like how they set up they reconfigured from the comic books the 10 rings I'm really curious. It was an interesting look. It was like kind of like a mixture of ring slash a spear. How yeah. it used to like rope people in yeah. and attack. Um, interesting look, you know. Um, yeah, and I'm just curious to see where they go with like I'm, the origin based of on those based on that that and she's not paying attention. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they've seen it yet. <laughs> Based on the ending yeah. of that movie, uh, like that bonus scene, I'm really interested to see how, because of what they hinted at, it was just like, it doesn't look alien. It was like, I don't know what that is. It was, uh, to see how they establish what those actually are, where they came from. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of tie-in with the Eternals. That's why I think it's, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence at all that Captain Marvel shows up. Uh, 
I mean, of course, maybe she's like the quote unquote space expert. Um, Partially because you don't have Reed Richards yet, or maybe different universe, yeah, and you tie him into whatever is uh, going but on. But my 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 theory is that they're from a different universe. Yeah. Uh, I'm just spinning off my head right now, but I could even go so far as to say they could be, uh, just because you know in this universe or like the people utilizing them, their very powerful weapons is. They could be a version of like the not all of the Infinity Stones, but like something like that, but Light. in a but in a different universe. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's, I'm really interesting to see what they were, if they'll show up as concepts in later films. Uh, I will say that some of the the other thing. Uh, some of the effects in this and some of like the like the the dragon I loved the the dark beast I be that was the one thing where I felt like I I mean I didn't look this up to see whether it's in Marvel comics but I was just like that was the one thing like the the, the threat yeah. where I was a little bit underwhelmed I, I mean, was just I was just like it it looks like you pulled this uh, I it wasn't bad don't get me wrong. Yeah. The the design of the monster was great, I would say. Uh the like the soul stealing thing uh was great, but I just the it just seemed like that was a little like once they get to like the mys- mystical place like some of that seemed a little bit like we pulled this out of our ass a, l- a little bit um like I said, it didn't. It didn't make. It didn't ruin anything. Like, I mean, it's like that wasn't the real threat. I mean, for me, I just never viewed him. It was just the father, yeah. you know, releasing something worse. But um, in terms of like the design, it was. It yeah. was okay. I will also say know? that just like as far as like establishing a threat and like some. I mean, one of the people I read who uh, reviewed it. Uh, said like some of like the plot and some of the narrative were a little bit all over the place. Uh, and it was like, that didn't stop it from being thoroughly enjoyable. And I was like, I agree. The narrative was a little bit all over the place. Uh, I, I feel like I really do feel like that. Cause I, I haven't looked up any of this. I really do feel like that's because they were, they had to create a lot of this stuff from scratch. Yeah. So they didn't have, cause Shang-Chi doesn't have this big, giant history of rogues gallery yeah he's he not just, fleshed out yeah, yeah, yeah. at all so uh he doesn't have this mi- he have this super expanded like mystic he does have a mystical background but it's not this super duper yeah. mystical background um so they had to just kind of come up with a bunch of stuff uh i but what i was gonna say about that was this comes back to the thing that we have said that even if some of that stuff is weaker you can make, a, especially if you're doing like a martial arts action film, if the fight sequences and the martial arts are fantastic, which they were in this, you can forgive some of the other stuff for being weaker. You know what I mean? Like we we said this about. I think uh, did you, did you watch Wu Assassins? Right. Yes. Like I like the fight sequences. I didn't like the show. The show isn't. Is not good. No. But, th- I mean, this is 
you know, the I mo- love the, the actors. The movie, yeah, the movie is actually good, but it's just like it almost you still really enjoy it just because that aspect of it has just been so well done. Yeah. Um. That like it doesn't almost doesn't matter that the other that that is also like I was saying I think the strongest part is the stuff that is not the Marvel aspects. I think the fact that like uh, Black Panther kind of had an element of this too, where it's just like it's so much that you're creating. Like in Black Panther, it's like the black superhero. In this, it's the the Asian superhero. Well, there was. More to than that. I mean, Black Panther yeah. did have Tanasi Coates yeah. rework the world. Yeah. So Marvel could have had that to pull from and borrow. Shang Chi. They had. I mean, yeah. They, they, they just, had like nothing. Yeah. 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 They didn't have much. Um, but yeah, it's just like for first introduction to this yeah. character and first movie, it's good. And I'm just hoping that the sequel is even better. And usually these sequels are better. Yeah, you know, for the most part, with the exception of Thor two. Yeah, um, uh, all well, of the sequels I, I, have Iron been Man, great. Iron Man two, <laughs> but but you have to you have to think that's early Marvel. Yeah, even early Marvel, like Iron Man two was almost you know was still Phase one. You know, Iron Man two was still Phase one. Like Thor two was Phase two, but that was like they just hadn't figured out what to do with that character yet. Um, but yeah, this is just, I, I, it's, they're just, you know, they're 11 years in now with these movies. It's, I even feel like the, like I said, they can just crank them out. Like, uh, Black Widow was the anomaly and that's, I, that, it was a joke. They just had to, they had to, that obligation. Yeah. 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 Sadly they did, but you know, yeah. um, they just had to do that to uh, make p- some people happy. Um, but yeah, for the most part, a lot of their movies are hits, and this is just another one. Yeah. yeah. And I'm excited for the stuff that they're going to do in the future. I We need to talk about why the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been like rushing through this because we have to talk about yeah, why yeah, the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I agree. I, I, was, I was debating whether we should do it first, but yeah, it's, it's, that's um, just, just so... Oi. <laughs> I saw I just saw the first episode I think earlier this week I think um, I took my time I spent like Monday evening watching it I saw it. good direction you yeah. know not bad strong start but damn yeah the last episode episode three ah uh, I love 355 well, yeah. And the casting is amazing. And just like, just that episode reminded me how great of a character she was in the comic book. Yes. Book. And the fact that she's fucking badass. Yes. And willing to do the shit that needs to get done. For, I was like, I thought she was going to be good. Yeah. She was like, she was trying to reach out to the humanity of those two pilots. But to do what she did. Yeah. And just having your just look at her and. Like. I look. I knew. I I knew she was gonna do that. I was. Just, I didn't think the show would go there. And I, I knew she was gonna do that. I was curious to see how. It wasn't so much that I was that like I was like okay, she's definitely gonna kill them, but the how was the interesting and and also like the 
Oh shit. Um, so I, I'm I'm kind of uh, hooked on this show. I, I am happy that because I a, a colleague of mine, her husband is also a big nerd and loves the comic book sure. series. He's getting her to watch it, and it seems like from everyone who's seen it, it looks like a fucking hit in terms of I am so I'm so ex- I'm still so excited and so terrified um first four episodes I think it's three three uh so good um I don't think because back when I read it I was as highly aware as as highly aware uh I guess politically maybe is the wrong word for it but as I am now I don't think it ever I mean it definitely popped into my head but I don't think I had the language for it until I was watching the show, it's just like, oh man, York is like the embodiment of a very specific form of white male privilege. I hate him. I hate you him. You reminded me how I hate that character. Yes. And what makes everything so much better is everyone else. Yes. Checking him. Yes. Uh, just like the scene in the, I don't know if it's the White House, but in the complex of him just like being like a dumb Sorry, white guy. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> you do not need it's to apologize like, for that. It's dude, dude, don't you realize how big it is that you should just like lay low and just like everyone just like look at him. Come on, dude. Yeah. Don't be this. Yeah. Don't be that. Um, and the fact that I like the big departure from the comic book, from what I, it's been a long time. It's been, last time I read Why the Last Man I was in high school. Um, but... I f- what I liked about the show is the fact that they have fleshed out the cast surrounding him. Yes. Making, sh- you know, realizing that there are so many bigger, pic- you know, characters out there. I love the dynamic between uh, President Brown and just like some of the women surrounding her, especially yes. the daughter of the president. Amber Tamblyn. I, lo- I did oh. not recognize Amber Tamblyn at first, but I was just oh like, my. oh, wow, that that's a... That's a wrinkle. I hate her character, but I love her character at the yes, same time. Yes. As and then now, the woman in uh, Israel who yes. claims to—I'm just loving the clash that yes. is going to happen. You know, with the political uh, implication of all of that. So all of this is just like I realize how annoying York is, and just like how badass everyone else is surrounding yeah. him, and I just can't wait when so, we get to see. They also one of the things that uh, I was reading an interview with the the showrunner, and she said she loved the comic book, but like uh, one of the things that the comic book did not handle well because it was two thousand nine, and you know trans people were definitely around, but the you know look, God bless him, I think Brian K. Vaughn is an incredible writer, but he didn't have the. At the time, yeah. it, it, he—I don't think he could have written. Maybe he could have written it that aspect of it better now. Uh, but yeah, I actually love the little, the scene between Sam and Hero, uh, which is just like I don't think it was. I, and I want to see more of that story because just her little, uh, his sorry, his little speech uh, was just like, oh, that's something that the comp just really couldn't address at the time um, is just 
it just also as someone who knows, you know, has been friends with some trans men, it's just that aspect of the line. Uh, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but like the questions I have to answer now, I'm just like, and I moved here to New York because I didn't. I thought I wouldn't have to answer. You know, it's it's just going through the trauma again of people questioning your gender identity and like it's just the fact that they're actually addressing because that is going to be in this world that is something that is going to be a big thing uh that the comic book just kind of it's in the comic book I remember but it's not handled terribly well yeah. there's also like you know people of they're gonna, I think they're going to address the fact you know that York himself is a problematic person. I mean, uh, they've done a good job establishing how problematic yeah. he is. Uh, although I do two things about the comic book and just conceptually wise, I think uh, it makes it a more interesting story. And it also makes the art. I mean, if you've read the comic book, the arc of his character more interesting. If, the guy who su survives is that guy. Uh, I mean, mercifully, he is not the a different level of white privilege, which is you know the the white a white Republican like you know someone who already has financial power or whatever. Uh, he's a schlub. And I like schlubs, mommy, but, well, but but he's but he's but he's 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 coddled. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. he's not a, he's not a schlub uh, because you know because external. he can afford to be a schlub, yes exactly you know and that's one of he can afford to be a dilettante yeah. yeah he's he's me he was he's me when I was in my twenties which is <laughs> just an awful thing that's one of the things is like God I hate him but I also ha I hate him because I see aspects of myself yeah. when I was that age. In that character, and I'm like, fuck, fuck me <laughs> in my 20s, you know? Uh, also, it's, I really, I, I also read an article about this that someone was like, hey, people aren't really talking about this. It's like a minor aspect of the show. But uh, Ampersand is, as far as I know, almost entirely CG. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you can't. What but is it's 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 on it's yeah character it's like it's, you can't have you a real can't monkey do, it, yeah. do that but it looks good it's it looks good. it's some un, it's on some uncanny valley yeah. shit I will say that I mean it's I mean it's obvious it's not like you know it's the only, you know you know what it is you know uh -huh. what it is it's obvious because you it's one of those things it's obvious because you know the monkey couldn't they couldn't have trained a monkey to do all those things mm. I think if you're not if you don't instinctually know that, uh, that CG is way more convincing. Uh, same with, to a certain extent, because uh, I talked to when we were talking about uh, Rogue One, mm -hmm. the uh, um, the Grand Marf Tarkin. If you know that act, if you know that that actor is dead, it makes that you're more aware of the CG. 
because uh, I talked to people who had no idea who that actor was, had no idea that, like, if you were saw War One, but you weren't really familiar with The New Hope, that CG was way more convincing. Um, so I think the same thing. I think both of us, because we kind of instinctually know that um, they couldn't have trained a monkey yeah. to do all that stuff. Uh, we noticed the CG, but I will say that the like that it's really fucking good. I mean, for a TV show, I mean, yeah, yeah they yeah. did a good job for that. They yeah. did an amazing uh, job. But I'm assuming it's like, I mean, it's offshoot of Disney, so they've. they've oh no, got, it's like, it's it's ILM. I ch- I checked the credits. Oh really? ILM okay. is okay. one of the effects people. Well, yeah, on the show. Is, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I I checked that because I was just like I was just like they must be involved in some way. It's yeah, really yeah. good. It's really good. Um, also, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I know for sure one of them is, is the same, but as you well know, this show has been in the works for, I think a really long time now. Switch showrunners, uh, different actors. I knew that they were making progress. I just assumed that it was going to come out this soon. You know, I thought probably 2022, uh, but the fact that it actually came out and 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 it was it's not bad. I was also so the happy. timing of it is of its release is so considering the content yeah. and everything that's gone on in the past not not just the pandemic but everything that's gone on politically me in the past too. Me, All yeah that shit. past couple of years um, it is angry white boys you know there's there's up. there's just a it is both fascinating and if it's you know if it's intentional which i don't know whether it was intentional to release it right now but it is a brilliant if it if it is if it's intentional it's brilliant if it isn't intentional it's a brilliant accident (laughs) that they've put it out now (laughs) i mean it's like listen it's if it's going to come out it's going to come out eventually but i mean i think this current climate has just made the content of why the last man it's also partially i mean i'm i'm also really happy that it's a female showrunner it's a woman oh, showrunner you have to do something like yeah yeah you yeah, have yeah. A yeah woman's touch uh um, there are i i i was i was looking i was show. looking through the credits like three quarters of the staffing on that show is women That's the cool. writers even down to like i was i just uh you know, I'm not like very closely reading the credits, but just noticing stuff in the credits is that it, there's a lot of women behind, you know, behind the camera uh, doing, doing this job. show. I mean, I mean, the they had to do that. I mean, you know, considering the content and the fact that this is a show yeah. that will feature majority women, yeah, with the exception of CG Monkey and. White boy. Um, uh, I was also, like, as far as, like, like I said, like, I love the comic book, and, but I do agree with people who say that there are aspects of the comic book that are problematic that don't hold up now. And it's just like, yeah, I think even the... I don't remember what, like, what? It's some of the stuff... Uh, the Amazons? Some of, some of the stuff, especially, uh, I think particularly when it pertains to trans issues, okay. there's some stuff that, like... It's just, like I said, Brian K. Vaughn, great writer, but I just don't think he had the frame of reference. Well, that's why you have a good staff to yeah. like um, uh, plug in the holes. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I also, so I think the two 
cast members who have held the same throughout this entire process are Diane Lane and the woman who plays 355. Okay. I'm pretty sure about that. I know I'm 100% that Diane Lane has been connected to the show Since from the very beginning. beginning. Yeah. Uh, and, she, like, she's fucking amazing. Oh, she's a great actor. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've never seen the actor who plays 355. Yeah, I haven't, she, I haven't. She looks like a fucking killer. Yeah. You know, and I loved her. And I just love, hopefully this show has the time to sure. flesh out. I, so you God, can I hope see it's a success because those two characters interact and grow over the years. There's there's stuff in the book that happens way down the line that I, I was cried. just like, I, I, I yeah, yeah, me too. I literally, and that caught me by fucking surprise, thinking, why, why am I tearing? You yeah, know, it's, yeah. It's just, um, yeah. So those characters, I, I'm in love with. Um, but one thing I do hope that they do is unlike the comic book find an actual answer to all of this sure because that was they never addressed it they had multiple possibilities as to what happened what yeah. caused it but they but brian k vaughn never narrowed down as to what caused the demise of everyone with a y chromosome i just hope that they eventually yeah. do that i also um yeah there's so much that there's so much stuff in the comic book that is like also like i said uh there's things that you can do that is necessary for a show but also is an advantage of the show is you can take the focus off of york you need for to. a whole for a whole yeah you need to because uh york is annoying as fuck uh but it's like he's very weak in this world you know yeah. hence he needs 355 yeah. um but yeah, it's just like once again, this the first three episodes reminded me, and I the actor's great who plays York. Yeah, I hate that character. Yeah, I just hate that character. He's just fucking annoying and whiny. Yeah. Um. Also, I so you yeah. mentioned your friend, I and mean, it popped into my head, like the uh, per, uh you know, and it was like, oh, so into it because so into the idea that all the men, you know, everyone with the white all the men die if that's the way you want to phrase it um but uh i think that one of the things i i loved about the book and this is just my dark sort of cynicism in a way uh has nothing to do with like gender or anything like that it's just like yeah on a certain level human beings are human beings that's just like it doesn't mean that shit isn't gonna be like shit isn't gonna be no, number one, if you kill off half the population, doesn't matter what their gender is. Shit is gonna go. To, is gonna fall apart for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, uh, but and, and not the not, not, but not and not eventually the, the women will yeah of course the shit. but but like that stuff will fall apart and and the what I love about uh uh you know, Amber Tamblyn's character who was not in the book, they created her for the show and some of the other stuff that, that happens in the book, like, uh, the whole thing about Israel that in the book that comes up because Israel is the only military in the world that actively enlists women 
uh, as part of their military. Yeah. So they're the only military that has high ranking, not high ranking, but has like almost like an entire like an entire military soldiers, yeah. of women. Um, that it's just things that like stuff like that doesn't go away. I mean, Amber Hamill's character is like political differences don't necessarily go away. Like a lot of that stuff doesn't go away just because you eliminated everyone yeah. with a Y chromosome. I mean, some, a lot of, you know, you basically um, eliminate patriarchy, <laughs> uh, but that doesn't mean that other, you know, problems don't go away. And there are some people who need yeah. patriarchy. Like yeah. Tamblyn's character and a lot of people who support her. Um, but yeah, just like, I don't know. It's like I'm excited, you know, for this. I'm, I'm uh, really curious what's going to happen with um, what's her name, who was the staff member, who I is a minor character that I I hope it, it looks like they're going to follow her as a as a supporting character, because uh, they've set her up to be a a major character in the show. Uh, the redhead. Who is the White House staff member? Oh, okay. Who has the daughter? I'm not sure. Is she? I, they've set it up in the first couple of episodes that they're going to follow her story for a little while, which is really interesting because that's a that's a, as, another yeah. aspect of what uh, one of the parts that you also need more compelling characters because Yurik is not enough. Yeah, you know, but also, you need, and I, you need to flesh out the world. I the another part that kind of like got to me was she's kind of just like no 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 just call someone in there because she worked for the white house and the soldier goes if they needed you they would have called you weeks ago it's like suddenly realize oh shit in this new world my job doesn't mean anything anymore (laughs) like that's why expendable that's that's why i think following her why her character is established and why i think they're going to follow her because that's another aspect of the world because I think what the smart thing, I guess, is taking the focus off Yurik, but also is just like, you have a lot of room to examine, you know, uh, there's a woman who, br- you know, brings up, it was like, oh, the woman who survived and might actually be ahead of Diane Lane in the yeah. line for the presidency. And they're like, she got a, like, like she's a racist, anti-vaccine, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, great. We're going to have, yeah. we're going to address this too. Fantastic. Like. Uh, by the way, the other the other woman who's like the assistant to Diane Lane. And she was in the she the boys died. and the yeah. and in no, also. I mean, I always she think of in, her as I I first rem- she was in the boys. She was in Working Moms. Yes, she was the uh, uh, babysitter. Uh, and what else has she done? Uh, she so the thing that I most remember her for, from is she's one of the female high, hockey players in letter kenny and I, okay. ju- I i i don't think you've gotten that no. far in letter kenny but now you know there are certain people that like you see them as a certain character her it's less the character than it is a couple of the lines so in letter kenny the two female uh, they start out there's two of them they're on the same team they kind of hate each other and they just say these horrible things to each other, mostly insults about how each other's vaginas look like. Uh, and so, 
look, this isn't a commentary on the show or it, or that actress, but every time I hear her, see her face, I hear the line, uh, your mitt is a work of art, like a Salvador Dali painting, except instead of melting clocks, it's melting bowls of off-pink ice cream. <laughs> And I'm just like, every time I see her face, that line pops into my head. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Which is, it's just a momentary, like, I, I, I feel bad in my brain that that's where my brain goes. It's like every time I see a movie with either Burt Lancaster or uh, who's the other actor, like, old actor in a movie, I think of this horrible bit that Dana Carvey does in one of his specials where he impersonates them and he just says horrible things <laughs> in their voice. Uh, oh, Frank Sinatra. I, I was watching okay. a movie, uh, you know, with my mom that uh, it's from here to eternity. That was the movie. And it has both Burt Lancaster and Frank Sinatra in it. And all I could hear were the lines that Dana Carvey said as Burt Lancaster that were horrible and all I get to hear when I saw Frank Sinatra was Phil Hartman saying, I have chunks of guys like you in my stool. <laughs> it's just, I think it's my comedy brain that once yeah. something like that lodges in there, I can't, I can't see or hear anything else. But yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's really good. Again, I'm really yeah, it's, it's a good, so, promising start. You know, people still, need to get on that. If there's still so many ways that they could still well, how mess about it we up. just think that hey, it's a good start. Let's yeah. see where it yeah. goes. You know, it's. I mean, well, I, I'm not. I'm not saying I they're did gonna not have much expectations for it, but the fact that you know, you know, obviously it's relevant nowadays. Yeah. You know, and two, just like the fucking, they're they're being smart. Yes. As you said, the writing yeah. room is, you know, a lot of women. Yeah. You know, directors, and then, and like everybody. Like it, like I said, it looks like three quarters of and the staff in there. These characters are well written, you know, yeah. and they're doing a good job in terms of like highlighting the fact that this is an establishing new world, you know, and we'll slowly peel through the layers of how this world without the Y chromosome will evolve into. Um, and yeah, it's just like. I can't wait. You know, the first episode was good, but the last two, episode two and three, yeah, especially three. Yeah, I, I also, excited. so we've talked about this before about, like, attention to, like, little details is you are, like, uh, also Olivia Thurby is playing Hero. Again, like, another person who was, was like, I, don't, I didn't really have a, a, anybody in my head to play her, but once I saw that it was her, I was just like, great. Uh, you know, dumb white boys are going to be, might be a little salty about how they changed best whatever. Who cares? I really don't think so. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just predicting. Beth was always a minor character. Yeah. You know, she doesn't show like, up again yeah. until, well, in, in, she shows up. In like either memories that he has, yeah. uh, she becomes more important in like the last arc. Hmm. Uh, I think that she might show up more on the show, uh, either in f flashbacks or they might actually tell some of her story. It depends on how 
what direction they decide to go later in the series. I think they might ha- feature her more just for the simple reason that she isn't really a character in the book uh, until later on, until much later on. Uh, I that that alone just gives me uh, makes me think they're gonna expand her role in the show. So, but uh, also like just I even like not the major actors like you know the the smaller characters in the White House staff like there's some just some great little bits of acting <laughs> from all of those people like I mean you give them uh you've give them you give them an opportunity yeah. these actors will uh show you their stuff um and, and yeah, I, mean, I mean you've got to you know it's it can't just be all on like York and 355 you got to yeah. let Mrs. Brown be a president you've got to sure. insert some west wing in all of this yeah um because this world has gone to shit and as you said people's political stances are not going to go away I, and in I, fact I, they'll I, try I, to be more was, opportunistic yeah. in terms of like forcing their agendas the the line that Dylan, diane lane has uh president brown it just made me laugh just because it's so immediate and then they just move on it's one of the staff members just starts talking about the met and she just goes oh fuck the arts which is look I, it totally makes sense in that context. It just made me laugh because it, it was like, duh. Yeah. Come on, it's man. Like priorities. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're yeah. priorities. People are starving. There's yeah. no electricity. Uh, I mean, it sucks, but fuck art, you know, uh, in, also, this, in the apocalypse. Uh, when you talk about like West Wing, they did a very uh, West Wing y thing for Diane Lane when she calls the. the the lady at the power station who was around. That's a great speech. That's a great speech. It's also a great example of like this, the world that they're living in is just, just her telling her, it's just like, look, you're a job that no one really, you were an invisible job that no one really cared about unless it broke down. And now you're one of the most important people in the world, like in the country. You know, it's like you've gone from and that's, I think, one of the things the one of the things I really dig about the show and I really love that they've leaned into. Especially like pandemic, given the current climate, all that stuff is that kind of idea that there are certain jobs like assistant to the president, depending on what it is, where it's just like, oh, your job doesn't matter anymore. Uh Generally speaking, but also in a move in where there's no patriarchy, there are certain jobs that just don't mean anything anymore. And there are certain jobs like a minor like tech person or someone who just helps operate a power station, not like a the person, not the, the CEO, but the person who actually runs things. Suddenly, like your job becomes one one of the most important jobs in the country <laughs> or in wherever you are, you know? Uh, so yeah, I like, oh God, I'm so, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. so excited. You know, I'm so excited. For next Monday, you know, it's like finally, it, usually it was like before it was a uh, game of Thrones, like appointment yeah. days for TV shows. Now I'm just like, and a fucking cliffhanger as to like, yeah. finally man, 
you know, yeah. uh, 355 really blew her up in terms of like, you know, setting up that character as, you know, who's all about the science and not into the morals. I can't wait you until know, they, wait, they, they introduce, uh, they introduce the doctor, uh, who's a fascinating character in the book. I can't wait to see who's playing the actress that's playing her, how they do that character. So the, one of the reasons why I say that I'm like super, the Israelis yeah, yeah. Uh, show up, uh, that, uh, I'm super, I'm just looking at the time uh that i'm super also because i think they have to get up early tomorrow okay. so i don't want to uh that i'm super excited the only re- i i think when i say there's so many things that go wrong that doesn't mean that i think something is going to go wrong one of the reasons that i'm f- like fearful is and now i'm like almost even more tense is like oh god the first 3 episodes were really good I I I'm so full of hope, but I but well, I've, so I've much seen of the comics that have that we have yet to introduce. Sure, you know what's coming up. You know where they can pull from, and you know there's also, just so much that can be you know explored in TV shows. But that it I've also loved. it also feels like I was reading the interview with the showrunner, and it seems like it's someone who loved the comic book, so. Like, what I love about it is that it's someone who's going to respect the source material, but also understands some of the, 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 the weaker elements of the source material and will make those stronger. As opposed, The reason why I'm fearful is especially because it's the DC Vertigo and there's been a really uneven history uh, with people adapting those uh, sometimes with being, I mean, the, the especially one that I'm so attached to, I've had real preacher. American Gods has been really good, generally, but there are there are certain aspects in American Gods. Preacher is one of those things where it's like I understand some of the stuff from the books you, you just can't do, even on like a cable channel unless it's on like HBO. It's just it it's ch- ch- either too problematic. Or, but given what they did do for the show, I was like, I don't know. Some of that I wish they had stuck a little closer to the source material. They really got the tone. But there's, I mean, I talked about that. I never finished it. I never watched season three. I might get around to it to see if maybe some of the issues I had with season one and two, they maybe, you know, fix. Uh, one of the biggest problems I had with season two of Preacher is... I'm generally okay if they divert from the source material as long as the way they're diverting from the source material is good. The first season of Preacher, I only hated because I love the source material and it looks like they pulled the tone and not really that much else. I think The second season, I was upset because they were just making bad story decisions. I think with a show like Why, I mean... It, I'm not familiar with Preacher or um, the other sh- uh, American Gods. American Gods, but compared to those two properties, Why is a little more grounded. Yeah, it's believable. That's true. Yeah, and yeah. it's all about like it's a drama where yeah. it's human interaction. It's about survival. It's what The Walking Dead is. If you know, plus it has like an actual finite end. Sure, you know, so there's a direction that you can go to. 
um, and shoot f towards. But the whole point of it is just like, you know, seeing these interactions with humans surviving this yeah. world is something that is something that you can understand because we're all li living it right now. Yeah. And something that you can't relate to when it comes to stuff like preacher yeah or american gods i yeah. think this is i mean the, what i loved about the walking dead especially the first few seasons was just like this the struggle the suffer yeah, the, yeah. The, the transformations of people how they change in this new world and i'm curious to see how well they yeah. pull this off with why uh know, that being the human element. the so why is going to be very heavy and maybe stressful for me to watch uh the other two shows that just started up on fx uh Reservation Dogs, I've been loving. Uh, I've I like been, it. I've I, been. I, I mean, I saw what two episodes, uh, and I enjoyed it. The uh, the pacing is a little odd. Uh, the pacing and the tone. I think some people, aside from the criticism about the anti-blackness, which I'm not gonna really address, I accept to say that some of that is depends on how you read certain scenes. Uh, some of it I definitely agree with. Uh, I definitely agree that it's a problem. It's not in every episode, uh, especially the most recent episode. It's not there at all because the, the characters where that's a problem, they're not there at all. It's There's a story, but each episode is very self-contained. Uh, for this show, I also think uh, it, we, in a weird comparison, it's a little bit like An Atlanta. Where it's like it's a comedy. There's some drama. There's also just some weird spiritual stuff that. uh, that's thrown in there, uh, especially in the later. If you've only seen the the first two episodes, there's some like Indian like uh, mythology. Uh, Tannis from Letterkenny plays a character in one of the episodes, and the character she plays is like a mythical type character. So that pops in. A little bit, and it's I it's I I love the show. Uh, also, season three of what we do in the shadows has started, and that is my I I I love I'll that show. Get to that, you you, know. you gotta get on Someone that. I, I I will I will also say uh, for that if you haven't watched the movie in a while and you're gonna watch the show, also a pacing thing. You have to remember that the movie wasn't like laugh a minute the pacing of the movie is like where the laughs are is, and it's also a lot of like awkward humor. The show is a lot like that where it's just like the humor is interspersed, but there's, you know, it's, if you're expecting like a joke, I mean, every yeah, I read, I, a couple of weeks ago, I saw, I read, watched it with someone who never heard of the movie and laugh out loud. Yeah. She loved it. I will get the show the is show. like that, but it's not like you're going to be hysterically laughing every two minutes it's like there are definitely parts that they don't drag they're definitely funny but the moments that actually make you laugh are like in or you know spaced out okay. uh so yeah th those are my two that it, it, coincidentally all three of those are on our fx <laughs> things i mean i'm like i'm just happy that i'm i finally get to watch hulu because i oh yeah, yeah. Have the app but i really touch it so those like are the, reservation dogs they're the only four things i watch on hulu now uh are letter kenny which by the way there's two more there's two more seasons coming very soon they shot two seasons uh 
concurrently. And so that's going to be, those are going to be coming out pretty rapidly. I'm guessing probably Christmas there's going to be a season and then like, you know, early spring they're going to release the second season or maybe even before. But yeah, uh, those are, those are my shows. It's what we do in the shadows, Reservation Dogs, Why the Last Man Letter Game. <laughs> it's the only reasons I watch Hulu. I, I, I watched maybe the first episode or two of The Handmaid's Tale. I don't I think I'm not, ever going to get I back to that. Yeah, I'm not, that's not my cup of tea. I read the book, not my cup of tea. Um, but yeah, I mean... Yeah, and with Why the Last Man, there's only so much heavy <laughs> that I can, I can have in my rotation. But yeah, I'm yeah. all the stuff that like I'm super psyched. All the stuff that is out, all the stuff that is coming out, uh, it's all. I'm I, so much so that I think I'm like ninety percent sure there's one or two things that I'm just drawing a blank on right now. <laughs> I mean, we'll have time to yeah, yeah, to yeah. Talk about them, but yeah, this was a good chat. Yeah, excellent chat. Uh, um, if you haven't seen it. Go watch Shang Chi yeah. and Why the Last Man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm a and little. And read the books, please. I, I, go to your local comic book store, find trade paperbacks. What read the la- Why the Last Man? Yeah, it is an amazing. It's great. It, uh, I, what I tell everybody is, they're in the middle. It drags a little bit, but the the re- the, the the dragging in the middle makes the payoff at the end better. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, yeah, it's, we didn't really talk about this, but the fact that Shang-Chi is theater only, uh, I understand some people are still apprehensive about being in a theater. I don't know if the, if you're, if that is your thing, I don't know. I guess wait <laughs> until wait, wait, like wait until we find a solution wait, to wait, Delta. Wait, wait, wait until probably November or December when it comes out on Disney plus. Cause, cause Black Widow is going to be in. Yeah. available for free in on on in yeah, Oct- October true. 1st or something so and yeah, yeah uh oh there, dune there is there, two, there are two yeah the two things yeah dune in October place. uh and it's October right not November yeah it's October okay. um and the other movie that's coming out in December that I don't know how I feel about yet but although the preview was pretty damn cool uh Matrix Resurrection I'm going to watch it yeah I'm going to watch it um I guess Morpheus' death is canon based on the com- not the comics, uh, com- um, video game. Sure. I think they did something to him in the video game and he died. But yeah, uh, I'm digging it. I mean, Keanu Reeves is in it. Uh, the Wachowskis, or at least one of them. One of them is part of it. Well, it's one of them because they had like apparently a big old falling out. Oh, I uh, see. Um, not related to both of them their Should gender thing um uh yeah i don't know what the details of that but apparently they had like a big like falling out so but it's just i am her. like i mean this 2021 has been is gonna end up being a really great year for like god I, god I hope so you know uh, like is it based on the past, I mean, like it's been month good or so far uh, yeah nerd stuff but but like yeah. it, interpersonally and like personally yeah. for me and like business-wise recently i'm just like god i can use some I'm glad there's some good nerd shit coming out. Yeah. Oh, and also, in case anyone is is wondering, neither of us is going to New York Comic Con. <laughs> no. no. I, like I said, I might pay for the panel access that's like $20, and yeah. you just can stream all the panels. Um, I might do that. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's the past couple of years. I mean, last year they didn't it's, have it. It's but, too but, soon. It's too soon. Yeah. It's too soon, especially with 
the highly contagious shit, you know, it's like more power to you, but you know, I'm not ready for sort of being surrounded by that that many people. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That I mean, I'm sure they're cutting back on the attendance, but still, it's it's, it's not. Much. It's yeah, they are only doing single day tickets, and they're not doing full capacity. Yeah. At the Javits Center, so it's like I mean, I might still go down there to just kind of. I mean, I've into that area. Comic Con at home. I I'm sure they're gonna release some of this stuff on YouTube. I'm going to enjoy that. That's show, why I'm thinking know. of maybe paying for panel access, yeah. uh, just to see what panels they're having, and then you know you can stream them live. So, yeah. fuck it. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.